again, and welcome to the Mana Pool. This, oh, I don't even know. This is episode <laughs> of the Mana Pool. <clears throat> 266. Is that right? 266, is that right? That sounds good. Didn't you guys already do a 266? Did we? Oh, we're going to do it again. Ha! It's the number so awesome. <laughs> and it'll also be brought to you by the letter... B. I thought the gate crash was 265. The gate crash was 265. Okay. And oddly enough, all of the comments we've been getting on it are positive, which scares me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's something different. Different is bad. Yeah. Except... Oh, and... What? Keep going. I was going to say, except our listeners are not the standard uh, internet idiots, so something different is only bad if it's bad. Yeah. I, I do want to mention something. Um, I noticed that for for an episode release day... The hits on our website totally sucked. They're like 60% of what they usually are. So to all you people who skipped over visiting the site because you saw the word live in the title of that last episode, it's not what you think. We didn't record a bunch of live games at the Gate Crash pre-release. No, we recorded ourselves talking about what was going on at the Gate Crash pre-release between rounds. Oh, I so go check that out if you purposefully avoided it. thing that we sat there and recorded... Yeah. Like, a game. Yeah, yeah. that would be horrible. That, that would have been. Man, there'd be so much cutting and everything, too, because of all the people around us that were <laughs> not internet-appropriate. <laughs> well, everything is internet-appropriate, but not Manipool-appropriate. There you go. <laughs> all right, so, yes, we are the Manipool. We're brought to you, as always, by Cardshark.com, a better way to buy and sell collectible card games. And write me an article. For Card Shark, would you? You're killing me with your not writing articles. Dang it, man. If you write an article for Card Shark about magic, please send it to submissions at cardshark.com. Yay. But let's see, what else do we have? Oh yeah, we are short one rambler. Brian got sick and died, but more on that in a minute. I'm Chewy, the lead dork here. And with me as always are some other dorks. Brian got sick and died, so he'll, we'll, we'll res him next week, hopefully. Res, is that the word? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. And uh, I'm Mike, and uh, I'm the rules guy and the game lore guy. And throughout the day, I've felt myself getting sick, but I haven't died yet. Hopefully I can stave that off until after we're done, if it happens at all. <laughs> yeah, I've only got one phoenix down, and Brian already called it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Dirk, the, the self-proclaimed greenest man alive and moral compass of the group, and... Uh, I hopefully won't die. I haven't felt, you know, death's bony little fingers inch inch my way, so I should be good. Yeah. So, yeah. When I asked Brian uh, why he's sick, he he started as all parents do. Well, Sam got sick <laughs> because children are they're cute and all of that, but they're also walking plague factories. Wasn't there a, a thing on the news about that or on a something something about that? I'm sure there probably was. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that thing there. But because we couldn't have our Brian, we went out and found another Brian, who you've already heard uh, making noise on here, and it is our old buddy, formerly of the Avant Card Show, formerly of Five Minutes of Magic, which I guess I'm formerly of that too. Just too bad, I'm, I missed that. Uh, now, currently of JudgeCast. 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 It's Brian Prilliman. Hi, I'm Brian. I actually did die, uh, and I got better. So now I'm just a little chilly, and so I have a sweater. All right. Well, did it take you three cure days all, to come back? Cure all for death sweater. I can tell you're a parent. 
Put your sweater on or you'll get but, sick of God. You, like, I say that. I say that to my daughter when she gets ready to take, get on the school bus. It's like, you need to put a jacket on. You're going to get sick. She's like, Dad, no, I'm not. I'm like, probably not. But I had to when I was a kid. So, damn it, you're going to do it, too. <laughs> just, just, put it in, just put it in your backpack once you get on the bus. I'll never know. Just go. <laughs> lie, lie to me. It'll be a habit. It'll be a good habit to get into when you're in your teens. Because well, she's going to anyway. She might as well get to practice. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Man. So, how are you doing, Mr. Mossy? I mean, Brian? I am doing well. You still in L2? Uh, I am still in L2, yes. Just an L2. Wah, wah. Well, I mean, any, if you're on the same level as Chris Lensdell, then... You know, oh. Sick burn. <laughs> Bastard. I don't know. I don't want to do this podcast anymore. Oh. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> we'll just call Chris and have him do it. No, wait. Come back. Oh. <laughs> uh. I actually thought about him, but then I thought about Brian first, and I went, hey. Hey, buddy. Then I thought about Brian first. I like that. (laughs) A little bit of cause and effect there. We mix it up and shift things around. It's It's a a, uh, Pime Teradox. Like an episode of Star Trek. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Next, Tasha Yar will be on the episode as a Romulan, and nobody, nothing will make sense. Squanto will come back, and AJ will come back. <laughs> and then, former guests that have never been on the show before will make an appearance. How does that work? <laughs> now my face hurts. Oh, well. Dude. Eric. I had a, I miss Eric. I don't even <laughs> see Eric on Twitter anymore, but I don't actually pay attention to Twitter anymore, so. That's probably why you haven't noticed. Yeah. It's probably a good reason, actually. I, uh, dude, speaking of, uh, now I forgot what we were saying, something about the face. I had a slice of pizza today the size of my head. Nice. That's small, huh? And that, triangular shape. Dude, I have a big head. What you talking about? But, yeah, I, a hot girl at work, and I went to Mario's Pizza and ordered, like, a slice, and they brought it out, and her jaw dropped. And I'm like, what? She goes, holy crap, I knew they were big, but this is the size of my face. I'm like, Ashley, honey, this is the size of my face and your face and maybe someone else's face thrown in. She's like, Jesus. It was a big-ass pizza pizza. Piece. Oh, uh, shut up. It was big. And it had so much grease on it, she went through four napkins, just dabbing the grease off. Four completely soaked napkins. And I was like, that's why I didn't get pepperoni. And dabbing that is the grease why. off of the slice? That's crazy. Why would someone do that? Well, you know. <laughs> I get, apparently she's trying to maintain her girlish figure or something. I don't know. I have a penis. I don't understand anything those women do. And I realized something. I shouldn't try to... Oh, okay. Life lesson from Chewy. Okay? Don't ever... Rub another man's rhubarb. That yeah, never rub another man's rhubarb. Who said that? The Joker. It was the Joker? Yeah, I was like, it wasn't Dustin Hoffman. It was one of the other great actors. This is Jack Jack uh, uh, Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, no, no. Life lesson from Joey. Uh Don't ever be upset or bummed that you don't understand women, because you know who does understand women? Women, and women hate other women. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Thank you, actual advice, Mallard. Is that who that was? Yeah, that no, was who that was. Because I saw that in a list somewhere. I didn't see that on actual advice, Mallard. Uh, or maybe I right. did. I'm thinking, yeah. oh, well. So there you go. Look up actual advice, Mallard. Some of those are pretty good. I also, so, uh, 
another bit of life lesson. Uh, Molly came to visit, and we hung out sometime this weekend or last weekend or something. And she had a flat tire when uh, she left, so we ran it up to the gas station up here. And before we put uh, air in it, I said, take a picture of it. And she goes, okay. She snapped a picture with her phone, and she goes, why? Like, if you're ever running really, really late somewhere, you can send that picture to wherever you're going and say, hey, sorry, I'm going to be late. And she's like, oh, <laughs> that's brilliant. How brilliantly deceptive. Isn't that great? Well, since it was kind of dark out, I told her she had to be careful with that. But <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. If you ever get a flat tire, take a picture of it. Sorry, I'm going to be late. Aliens have blackened the sun. <laughs> and I got a flat tire because of it. <laughs> <laughs> And it's on a completely different car. I had my car painted this afternoon, too. <laughs> but I'll have it painted again before you, uh, I see you. <laughs> oh, man. See, we're not just entertaining. We're we're here to help. We're like Billy Mays. Oh, he did. Aww. Aww. Now I feel bad, except not really. So, <laughs> magic I hear. <laughs> oh, right. So, Prilliman, yeah. So, you're still an L2. You're going to be at Charlotte? I will be at Charlotte, yes. Awesome, because uh, me... Let's see, no. Let's do this proper grammar. That's awesome because Mike and Brian and uh, Bill and I will be at Charlotte. But not Dirk. He's but the one I actually care no. about. Oh, oh, that's why he's not that's going. so sweet of you. It is. Oh. He's like, Prilliman wants me to what? No, no. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm getting up there... Uh, Friday, uh, there's, you know, there's a judge conference there. There's one in the morning, one in the evening. Get do one of those and then act like an idiot uh, uh, the rest of the time before Saturday work begins. Word, I will definitely look you up when we get there Friday night. Then they they are expecting a very large event. The number of judges that are on staff is a lot. It is it is. With the word staggering work. Uh, it is. Probably more judges than I've seen on a GP staff that I have paid attention to uh, by about ten. <laughs> Holy crap! I mean, probably some some European uh, GPs uh, a while back have, but yeah, it's a lot. Awesome. So, but you're gonna be there, so that's all that matters, really. Yeah, that is. I, I'm gonna be running everything by myself. Uh, so if it takes a while, if you call for judge and it takes a few minutes, uh, that's why. I'm <laughs> a, a bit of a, a line. What are you doing at this one, though, by the way? Uh, uh, yeah, the schedule just came out today. Uh, uh, so on Saturday, I am on what's called the floor team, which means uh, I am going when all the other teams are, you know, it's like this team is putting the pairings up and this team's doing the deck checks and this team's getting the match slips out. Okay, my job is to be on the floor, be a presence on the floor, um, to answer calls at the uh, and make sure that the beginning of the round is covered and really just make sure that people circulate well uh, throughout the course of the uh, the round. Uh, and then at the end of in the end of the round, I help out with the end of round. I you know help out. Basically, my my responsibility is. Answer judge calls on the floor, as opposed to the other stuff. Wow. How long has it been since you were on a floor team? <laughs> uh, at a Grand Prix or just in general? Well, it's something other than at a local shop, let's say. Because uh, it seems like you've moved past that quite frequently. No, 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 no. At, at, uh, at Grand Prix, 
you know, there's there's a lot of teams, there's a lot of judges, a lot of people have uh, varying responsibilities. Uh, not everybody can be a team lead, uh, and normally at Grand Prix those are reserved for level three judges. So yeah, I mean every every spot every has uh, a purpose and a function, and they're all important, and they all fit together into this wonderful tapestry. And so basically, what you're saying is that there's no shame in being on the crappy team. <laughs> I mean, everything everything's got to get done. I mean, it's a, it's a team. It's got to get done. Don't mind doing it. Uh, at local events, yes, I am normally uh, a team lead or a head judge. Uh, I've got an SCG Daytona event in two weeks where I'm actually on uh, – I'm just on the deck checks team, but I'm there mm-hmm. to help assist. There's going to be a guy who's doing his team lead the first for his first time, so I'm there as a, a helper to him. Uh, get him, get him up to speed on that kind of stuff. Help him out, uh, to grow and evolve and learn the stuff and then watch and make sure that nothing goes terribly wrong. So, I'll be off. So you're, you're a creepy cult mentor. I, yes, if that's the way you wish to say it. And this is probably too much judge rambling. It's not really judge rambling, it's making fun of Parliament rambling. So that, that makes it all better. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said crappy team, I meant chump team. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and watch out he might actually he might uh, try to disqualify you like clues did damn do <laughs> you or not try I mean you don't really try it's either you do or you don't well clues almost did let's put it that way ah uh. <laughs> thankfully there was a thorough investigation and they realized I was just an idiot you're not just, a cheater you're not a cheat you're a moron so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, really, I'm just that stupid. <laughs> yeah, really, that was my story, basically. <laughs> Thank goodness they believe me. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they only have to talk to you for a few minutes because this guy's <laughs> dumb as hell. <laughs> <laughs> How does he read the cards? <laughs> I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting mean now. Because <laughs> he's just a really good guesser. I don't even know the situation, but I still want to make fun. It's like, it's like, how can he play magic with that bucket on his head? I don't understand. It's not a bucket, it's a helmet. I'm surprised you hadn't heard the story. I'll, I'll tell you sometime. Okay. Yeah, like during the musical break or something. Yeah. Sorry. They made me their chief. But, uh, so, magic, yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? So anybody, so GP Charlotte is like really soon, right? It's like next, weekend after next? Uh, two and a half weeks. Too, so not, not this weekend, not next weekend, but the weekend after. So when you get this show posted, it'll be like three days ago. No, no, I'm I'm really good at I'm not I'm on card show. Oh. <laughs> I get stuff posted, you know, before the next show is recorded most times. It's, it's been it's been nineteen twenty months and comments like that still hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Quick. Uh, I'm just glad that I got to meet both of you now. So now I've got I've got Christian in my head and I got Perlman in my head, so now uh, I, I just feel better now, having met you both. Okay. It was just one of you. It was so Funny. weird. It looks like feeling good is like zero sum, because now that I've met you, I actually feel a little worse. Exactly, and that's why I feel better. <laughs> Man. I am a psychic vampire. So, yeah. So, Mike, I hear you and Brian did some more sealed without me, because I didn't uh, go. Yes, we did. Um... Lucky uh, used his, used some of his leftover um, K 
guild packs to do a sealed release of, release event this past weekend for Gate Crash. And I had been thinking about trying out rules, so when I so I went and did that, and Brian decided to play. What did Brian play? Demir. Yeah, that's right. He sort Actually, of played Demorzov, from what he told me. No, yeah. like, that was one of his opponents was playing Demorzov. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, Brian was actually able to play just two colors with a small splash. He actually splashed a green slightly because he had um, Elusive Crassus and something else. But um, Nice. Yeah. And it was it was just four rounds, uh, and I did okay. With two and two, I was still able to get two packs, and um, my, my two losses were once to Brian in the first round. Damn it. <laughs> of course, we got matched up in the first round. Obviously. Um, and and that was legitimate. He was playing control and he turned the game around and got me and my deck still didn't know it was supposed to do anything yet. That was part of it. But um uh I got matched up with Chase, of course, and I actually won. That's the second time in a row, so that was cool. He was also playing Gruel and it was so awesome in the first game of that match, I had to mulligan to five and I still won. And the best part was the best part was it wasn't even close. <laughs> I completely flattened him with the fast creatures and the blood rush and the everything. Wait, is this Chase the guy who's always got the sniffles? Yes. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> but yeah, um, the third round I lost to this guy who was like complaining about his pool and how weird it was, and uh, he's he, he was playing Simic. But when he opened, I thought he was playing Orzov, because all the stuff he was playing was black and white, because that's where his good cards were. His deck was like four colors, and he still completely clobbered me. And after the game, he's sitting here like, yeah, these are the playable rares I got. And it's like, it's not a bunch of good stuff. And I had played four colors. And I'm sitting here silently saying to myself, you are not helping. Please don't tell me this. <laughs> this is not <laughs> making me feel better. You can stop anytime now. But he didn't stop, and I just sat there and politely listened to him. Because I'm just stupid, I guess. So you didn't, funny guy, go away? No. Oh, that's too bad. Talking. That's too bad. That's too bad. <laughs> and I can't remember much about the last round. I just remember that I won. But it was fun. Uh, I never felt like I was making a difficult decision between whether to play a Blood Rush guy or to keep him in my hand. For whatever reason, it was just, um, there was, they were just really easy decisions to make based on the current board state and what I had going on and how far ahead of my opponent I was on the board. Of course, uh, you are also just that damn good. <laughs> Sometimes. Take the compliment, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun, and I made um, a massive trade with this one kid who was mostly looking for odd old stuff to play commander with so i had plenty of that in my big say that's what you have right it's odd old stuff and i got to get some interesting newer stuff from him so that was cool word and i had a good time like uh, did brian also go two and two or was he three and one he He was three and one that's right he said i asked him about it he he got sick and died but i can speak to the dead uh on rare occasion like when i'm at work late and i gotta call brian to see why he's dead you know (laughs) It's weird. I could talk to him on my phone. I was like, yo, dude. He's like, Nruh. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to be running late. He's like, oh, I can't make it. I'm dead. I'm like, oh, damn. So how did you do at Lucky's before, you know, you get hauled off to be eaten by Cerberus? He was like, oh, I went three and one. I played Demir. And he said he never milled anyone out. Mm-hmm. But it was a valid 
uh, function of the deck because his consuming aberration, I think he said the biggest he got it was 2121. Is that what he said, or am I making that up? It was no, something that was up there, and I was like, bruh. I, I saw a bit of that game, that's right. So, yeah. But he, that's pretty much it. He said that uh, it seemed to work well, obviously, since he went 3-1, and one, mm-hmm. <laughs> which sort of shoots in the foot our, our idea that maybe it wasn't quite good enough. It, I mean, you just have to have the right person playing it. I guess. He said that he did have two etherizes, which blew me away, and he played it like a like a control deck. He didn't try to go to force any aggro or anything like that, because that's not what his card pool was trying to do. Right. So, but two etherizes, that's that's ridiculous. I hope he played some Boros people, so he'd go, nope. <laughs> yeah, he did. It was pretty sad. <laughs> And he said, I beat Mike round one. I said, ha, 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 ha. Yep. And that was pretty much that. I don't remember. I think he said that the, the, the guy that beat him, I think, was the guy that was playing Demorzov. Like, he had an Orzov pack, but he had lots of Demir stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, that I is... also joined uh, a draft after the main event was over, but I got knocked out in the first round. Jared got me with his, what seemed like, wait, hundreds of thousands of Simic flyers. Well, it probably was. I mean, yeah. it is Jared. Isn't he pretty? He's so pretty. He is. Ouch. I can't. I think I said that. I think I told the story uh, on the the live episode about talking to my mom. I don't think you did. Oh no. Okay. So when I left to go get food at the pre-release, my my mom called to see what was up and how I was doing and all that. And I was like, oh well, I'm whatever my record was, and Mike is whatever his record was, and but I don't think Mike's gonna gonna win this round. And she goes, oh, why not? Because he's playing Jared, and Jared built his deck at the same table as us, and his deck is really good, and he opened two of these ridiculous cards. He had two Obsidats for Elemen. Ooh. Yeah. And uh Mom goes, oh, that's too bad for Mike. I said, it's really not, because Jared's really hot. And Mom goes, oh. <laughs> like, like, have you ever met one of those people that are just so hot that they make you wish you were gay? And Mom's like, I honestly, I have not. I was like, I'll have to introduce you to Jared. <laughs> <laughs> but is, is is Jared so hot that he's gonna make your mom wish she was gay? I was like, and, and mom just kind of, I could hear yeah. her just blinking on the other end of the phone. I said, well, maybe that won't work on you. <laughs> he's a boy, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, never mind, mom. <laughs> but that's when mom said something to the effect of, "You worry me sometimes." <laughs> Does he have a sister? <laughs> she is hot as Brian's sister. Probably not. So the running joke at work, you know, because of the, the Brian's hot sister thing, the running joke with the guy at work who we call Dodge, uh, he would mention his sister, and I'd be like, oh, you got a sister, huh? He's like, yeah, I'm like, is she hot? And after doing this for weeks and weeks, he never quite caught on that that was going to be my automatic response, is she hot? And then he came to one of my stand-up shows, mm-hmm. and she and a couple of her friends came too, and it turns out she is. So now it's not funny anymore, because he's like, I'm like, is she, oh. Now it's just, now it's serious, right? Your sister's hot. He's like, that's what people tell me. I'm like, it's true. He's like, huh, okay then. And it it doesn't bother him nearly as much as it bothers Brian. (laughs) If at all. Maybe that's because Brian knows you better. It could be, yeah. Dodge just thinks I'm kidding, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that Chewy, he's not serious. Yeah, no, he is. He's really serious. (laughs) Little does he know. <laughs> uh, anyway. 
So that's that's bad. So since we've got this L2 here, we should probably mention the mistrickers policy, shouldn't we? Yes. So really, yeah, it's no, because um, the the regular REL rules got updated. Yes. It was competitive. So they didn't for regular. They didn't actually put out a new jar, which uh, is the jar stands for judging it regular. It's a two-page document that is designed for to give guidance to the guy behind the counter, whether it's a, a certified judge or just the the guy who drew the short straw and has to be there until 1 a.m. on a Friday night uh, running the event and plugging things away into work. Uh, what they did was they updated the tournament rules. So before, uh, there was a section in the tournament rules uh, that specifically dealt with missed triggers that said, at competitive and professional you are not required to point out missed triggers uh, or triggers of your opponent. Um, and they've now they've now removed the at competitive and professional part. So it's just saying basically at events um, you don't have to point out uh, triggers uh, that your opponents miss uh, that they are that they are responsible for. <laughs> uh, the reason for this is because uh, players were getting you know, for lack of a better word, also players were getting confused, and they were not uh, pointing out missed triggers of their opponents at FNMs. And well, when you know that you're supposed to do it at FNMs, and you do it anyway, that's cheats. Yeah. So I was one of the people who was confused um, at first, right after they rolled it out. That was right before the um, was it Innistrad or Trucks? What what set was um? Monday Alchemist printed in. Uh, that was Innistrad, I think. Innistrad, okay, it was right before then. And um, I thought it was just at any level you didn't have to tell your opponent. So, And there was one game I know where there were at least um, three or four zombie tokens that didn't get made because I sat there and was like, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, and, and, and then point, I found out later that I was being a jerk <laughs> and cheating because I was supposed to say something. I'm like, well, damn, why didn't anyone... And when it first happened, we were we were a little more lenient, put put stresses on education, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so that the the mistrigger uh, that doesn't mean that you know the IPG mistriggers and warnings and all that stuff happen at uh, regular now. It just means if your opponent flubs up and misses a trigger, uh, you don't have to say anything. Uh, if, if you want to say something or if he remembers, call the judge over and, you know, probably, probably what's going to happen is, I mean, we're going to take the situation into account, but you, if it's not very disruptive and is soon enough, we're probably going to put that, uh, give you that trigger. Okay. Uh, so that's, that is the, the part for regular and, and, you know, all, we all love that. <laughs> we do. It feel, it, it felt really bad when this, it's like, You'd, you'd have people getting confused about the suddenly you, you play differently or something that's okay in one one event you know might not be okay in another event at the same venue you know like mm-hmm. you just scrubbed out of your GPT and then you go over to play a, an eight man draft and suddenly that that big rule is different and you can get in trouble. Yeah. Feels bad, man. It does. I, I guess the the difference bothered me most. Um, at, at FNMs when I was when I was in one of those phases where I would still go because you know I'm already at a disadvantage because I'm not a very good 
deck builder in there, and I don't have uh, various different cards. But um, when when I have to half be sitting on the other side of the table helping my opponent remember stuff, that puts me at an even greater disadvantage. So, and that just made me feel aggravated. Well, the the reason for for having it in the first place be different mm-hmm. at at F and M is because F and Ms really are supposed to be about education and learning, and you've got a person that it's his first or second time out, you know, he's just learning to play, mm-hmm. and it's a feel-bad moment for him when he realizes that he's been missing, misunderstood how his card works, and he's supposed to be getting this token every, you know, every turn he's supposed to be getting a dude, or he's supposed yeah. to be gaining life or something like that, and you knew, and you kept your mouth shut, well, you're a jerky, jerky, jerk face. Well, if you know? and, and when it when it actually is um, uh, a new and inexperienced player, then I don't mind doing it at all. Sure. You know, I don't mind sure. being a nice guy. I'm talking about the situations where I'm sitting across from one of those guys who has been doing FNMs for a while, thinks he's really good, but he's actually just some goon and not all that great. Some <laughs> dirtle, maybe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said goon. I don't know. Seems like you're just using another word to convey the same meaning. <laughs> Yes, I am. <laughs> it's a synonym. <laughs> <laughs> what is up with the dirtle goon thing here? This is awful. That's the best word ever. Actually, they're both the best word ever. If you combine them, you get a girdle. Ah, is that a fat joke? Screw you, buddy. <laughs> so, so that's, that's at FNM. At competitive, uh, the changes are uh, both both uh, significant and not really at the same time. Basically, we 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 flipped with this particular update the the core tenements of uh, 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 if your opponent uh, misses his trigger, you don't have to say anything. That's still in place. Okay, the whole thing about what determines whether or not you get a warning uh, for for missing your trigger that's still the same. What we did was we clarified when a trigger is actually missed. Okay. And so in that particular case, we kind of flipped it or reversed it around. And whereas before the policy was basically the triggers missed unless they acknowledge it in some form or fashion. Now we're doing the, the flipping it and saying the assumption is that the trigger happens until the player does something to indicate that he forgot. And so if in the mistrigger policy there is a list of was it four situations we kind of they kind of break it down and they say like if then this condition then then they have until this point in time to do something if this and basically it's just this long list that that characterizes how people normally play the game. You know when you play when you play you just kind of you just kind of do stuff automatically. Um, and it's kind of hard and kind of awkward to to write those things down, like how people play, because people kind of take shortcuts, uh, little tiny ones all the time. And one of the things that was with the old policy was uh, you'd get into a situation where you know I didn't miss the trigger, I know I didn't miss the trigger, but because I didn't say a magic word at precisely the right time, <laughs> okay, yeah, the trigger. Hogus, the trigger. Yeah, hogus, 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 hogus. So, um, as long as you're not framing on the jim jam. 
framing on the Jim Jam is also on the list of things you have to do to acknowledge that uh, uh, that you can do to acknowledge your trigger. Damn it. Yeah. You can also, uh, as opposed to these 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 things on this list, at any point in time, you can actually just point at your card and say trigger. <laughs> it has to be in that voice though, or it doesn't count. <laughs> trigger. <laughs> At the Gatecrest pre-release, I would usually just kind of wave my hands over my sideways guys and say, battalion, battalion, battalion. <laughs> and, you, and he did. Like, he said the word battalion for every battalion dude. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. <laughs> I like that so much. Um, so that's that's the, the, the policy in a nutshell. Now, a lot of people are – a lot of people are asking questions about – well, well, how do I know when my opponent missed a trigger, and how can I be sure, and how can I basically set construct a scenario where <laughs> I can say, you know, how can I say my magic words and then him reply in a certain way so it's true? Please explain to me how to nail this guy to the wall. Yeah, and this is this is like Evan Irwin had a video where he was talking about the old Miss Trigger policy that, that that made me laugh a lot, where he's just like, you know, all these pros are getting all upset because when they take advantage of these rules, they feel like a scumbag. And I'm like, well, you kind of have complete control over it. And they're like, well, we don't like the rules allowing us to do things like a scumbag. How can I be absolutely sure that I'm a scumbag and I get this bonus, you know, like... <laughs> You feel like, wait, how can I do it better and make it happen more? So the uh, um, the policy. Let me let me find the exact sentence in here. But there there's a there's a pretty pretty big important paragraph uh, that basically says, hey, if you need to respond to a trigger, then you might actually have to acknowledge its existence before the controller of it does. You know, if you need to be like, mm. I want to respond at this exact precise moment in time, then you might be the one who says, uh, with that trigger on the stack, I do this. Um, Quick, somebody uh, cue up some time-wasting music. Here we go. Okay. So this is, this is me just reading from a document. Triggered abilities are assumed to be remembered until otherwise indicated, and the impact on the games, uh, and the impact on the game state might not be immediately apparent. Uh, the opponent's benefit is in not having to point out triggers. Uh, this does not mean that they can cause triggers to be missed, okay? So your your benefit is you can keep your mouth shut, okay? Not you get to construct the game state, play magic games and all that stuff to, to trick your opponent into missing things. Mm-hmm. If an opponent requires information about the precise timing of a triggered ability or needs details about a game object that may uh, be affected by resolving the triggered ability, that player may need to acknowledge its ability existence before the controller does. So how do I he's got a trigger, he's exalted trigger, I want to do this so that the trigger's already resolved, but I don't want to, I want him to miss it, so I don't want to tell him that it's no, none of that. <laughs> Just assume it's there. Well how do I play optimally? Assume it's there. That's optimal. That's the optimal play. But what if he freaking no? no. <laughs> It's there. Look, scumbag. Cards are doing what they say now. Carry on. So, all right. This reminds me of the um, the combat damage on the stack uh, complaints. Because, well, but what's the optimal play? Well, there isn't one now. There's no automatic. You have to think about it. 
Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, this is this is just simply, you know, play, play take a gamble or a risk. Maybe he might forget to attack with his creature. You know, you know, I'm going to play, hoping that he he forgets. Well, you can do the same thing. You're probably going to be wrong. <laughs> you can make you can make that you can make that decision and then get blown out, and well, then it's your fault. Congratulations. Yep. You know, if you have a question in the event, call a judge. <laughs> Which is what every rules update essentially boils down to. <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah, so I'm kind of glossing over this. I'm not gonna, if you want to get into the nitty-gritty details part, on JudgeCast episode... We talk about... That's the same episode we're on! that. <laughs> we talk about... About an hour. So, yeah. Is Brian fuzzing in and out for anyone else? Yes. Okay, Brian, stop that. But I want to fuzz in and out. Oh, well, never mind, and keep going. <laughs> <clears throat> so, that's enough of that nonsense, because most people don't care about judges. They're just those those guys that are out to get you, because judges are out to get you, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's like DM in playing game. <laughs> <laughs> no, those bastards actually are out to get you. <laughs> the man that keeps you down. Yeah. The GM. Under my thumb. Oh. The arbitrary, uh, uh, the arbitrary enforcer of the rules, uh, who's there to make sure that everybody has a fun and fair envi- uh, time, or the guy that's in charge of all the monsters trying to kill you. One of my favorite anything's related to tabletop gaming was uh, a penny arcade where they're doing something and a guy says something stupid and the DM points at him and goes, a dragon eats you. <laughs> and there was a one that I remember was, uh, the guy says, I walk into a room and, and the DM goes, and you tripper wire and a cannon jump, uh, uh, opens out of the wall and blows your head off. <laughs> Alright, the rest of us are gonna keep playing. You didn't de- <laughs> detect traps first, stupid. <laughs> I, I think that I wanna use, uh, and a dragon eats you for my next disqualification. <laughs> <laughs> mm, and a dragon eats you. Please fill out this form. <laughs> Were you the dragon, Brian? Never do that. Never do that. It's funny to laugh about doing that. <laughs> so we shouldn't actually do it, right? Right. As long as they don't actually do it, I'm fine. But you got to have dream hope. <laughs> well, you know, being in a cult sometimes is kind of dull and drudgery sort of thing, you know? You and your cult. <laughs> I beat you. Next topic. <laughs> so... Uh, they released... We didn't actually talk about the Gatecrash intro packs, did we? Not yet. Oh. But we do have the Gatecrash event decks, and they're infinitely more, more interesting. Interesting. Thragtusk is in every deck. All the time. Thragtusk. So, the Simic-colored one, which actually has no Simic <laughs> in it at all, I guess except for Urban Evolution. Yeah, I was just about to say, hey, it has Urban Evolution. <laughs> and it has... Roll Rage Beast. Hey, wait a minute. It's got red in it. The hell? Yeah. <laughs> the Simic deck has oh. Roll Rage Beast in it. That's pretty fun. I, I just saw the Flames of the Firebrand in the sideboard, and my brain sort of went... But I couldn't think of why it was doing that. Huh. There's also a Ground Assault in the main board. Wow, that's weird. But anyway, so, Thrive and Thrash, it's called. And... uh. Hey, on the forums, Mike, uh, it's, uh-huh. it's JT, uh, Cyberpunk Kotaku, who has the Dead Eye Control deck, right? Uh, maybe. I think that's right. And he was like, hey, they ripped off my idea. 
because this deck is all about the uh, enters the battlefield effects. So, like, let's see, it's got Acidic Slimes, Borderland Rangers, Dungeon Geists, Gruel Rage Beast, which is the fight beast. I love that guy. Miss Raven, the Sphinx of uh, Un, or, uh, Thrag Tusk, of course, Wolfer's Silverheart, and Yeva, Nature's Herald, uh, with the Enters the Battlefield effects. It's also got some Fog Banks and some Arbor Elves. But, you know, whatever. Oh, and some Strangle Root Geists for the Mad Beats. But yeah, the Dead Eye Navigator is there to blink your dudes. And that's pretty awesome. Where are the other rares? Is that all? I guess I named them all off while I was reading this. Hmm. Yeah. And there's Bramble Crush and Farseek and Ground Assault and Urban Evolution and Verdant Haven. Verdant Haven? What the hell is that? There's it's the Farmer's Market. You gain two life. And it's tapped for mana. Controller adds one. Oh, it's that aura, the Enchant Land. It's common that I don't recognize at all for some reason. That's weird. But anyway, so yeah, the whole idea is to get your dudes out and then blink them with things for effect to win, and then you win. And yeah. So is that is that um uh what is the the M thirteen uh uh crap I'm forgetting it's the four 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 that you have to bounce a dude during your upkeep. Uh, the, uh, Roaring Primal Paradox. Yeah. Yeah. He, not, not to make this deck more competitive or anything like that, but let's add some Roaring Primal Cruxes in there to get more bounces. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I read that card, the, the Prima Ducks and everything, like, it was amazing what my mind started doing with a bunch of decks that I was thinking about. I'm like, <gasps> I could use those. Wait, you said Primaducks? I thought Optimus Prime with a duck bill. I'm pretty sure <laughs> when we talked about that, I named the episode Primal Ducks. Yes, you did. Yes, you okay. did. Nice. Because Dirk kept saying that, and I kept having to mute to snicker. <laughs> Primal Ducks. Yeah. I kept picturing these these ducks with, like, uh, saber-tooth fangs. <laughs> Primal Dicks? But, uh, so yeah, that's the, uh, that's the deck. It seems, it seems like fun. It's got Thragtisk in it. <laughs> you know, so go buy it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost certain to be the more expensive one out of the two. I mean, the MSRP starts at 25. I don't see how they could get much more. What does? The MSRP is 25, so I don't see how they could get too much more. Well, I mean, usually they're selling one for 25 and one for 30 with event yeah. picks. Usually. You know, there's always one that's better. And usually there's one that's really good to buy and, like, for value, and there's one that's good to buy and play. And yeah, in this case, weird. I think that they they managed to do that again, because I think this is one that you might want to buy and use, because the Dungeon Geist and the Thrag Tusks and even the Wolf or Silver Hearts are all being used for stuff. But then you go down to the Boros one, and this... This looks like fun. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. It's got so two of the rares are dual lands. It's got or, or lands. It's got a cliff top retreat and a slayer stronghold. But this is all about the the aggro. An ash zealot, Boros elite. What is that? That is the plus two plus two battle battalion guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Champion of the parish to get bigger when you get humans. Doom traveler, fire fist striker, which has the greatest name ever. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, the the Boros the rally and route uh, is. Pre-ordered Star City for forty dollars. Whoa! Whereas the other one is uh, twenty-four ninety-nine. Really? Yes. Oh, let's keep going. Rally route. 
So obviously somebody thinks this deck's got some good stuff in it. I wonder why. Huh. So it's got two Lightning Maulers, a Silver Blade Paladin, of course, uh, three Shiny Crouch Legionnaires, uh, Sky Knight Legionnaires. <laughs> Such beautiful art. A Spark Trooper. Anyone who listened to the last episode knows that I love this guy. Uh, All Lightning Helix. Yeah. I, I opened I two of these. Sar- Sauron. I opened two of these at the, the pre-release, which is cheating. Uh, so two Sunhome Guild Mage, one Thalia. That's pretty good. And two True Fire Paladin. That's the, oh, that's the Pump Knight. The Boros Pump Knight. Yeah. It's got two Boros Charm, a set of Gather the Town's Folk, a set of Pillar of Flame, and three Searing Spears. So that's pretty aggro. <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. Everything in here is smash your face or burn your face. Like, or Seems burn fun. something. Yeah. $40, really? I mean, they yes, wouldn't sir. price gouge at all, would they? Oh, wait. I better not dig, dig too hard at Star City or they won't let me play in the... Yeah, they will, because they'll want to take my money. But they won't. I was just about to say, they still want your money. But they won't they let, like you, but they like that green. But they won't let me stay. Oh. They'll be like, oh, you scrubbed out? Leave the premises. I'll be like, aw. They'll be like the GM. <laughs> and a dragon eats you. Aw. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> here's your here's your here's your gold rush pack. It's a boomerang. <laughs> oh, feels bad, man. Oh. Wait, what kind of boomerang? Well, the legends boomerang. Oh, that's awesome, man. Okay, I'll take that. You are so easy to please. I completely forgot that it was a gold rush. I wonder what sort of crap I'll get for that. Yeah, I'm really trying not to make myself hope for anything. No, don't hope. You got to figure out what the worst possible card you could get is. Because, one, that's probably what you'll get. But, two, if it's not, you'll be happy no matter what. Um, I'm going to say an unlimited lace. Ooh. Like a, like a pure lace. Oh, no, no. The pure lace is hot. Another Mishra's War Machine. Oh, my God. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that, dude. You should have aimed a little bit higher. Because no. you're getting that now. Uh, <laughs> seven mana for, a, what is it, a 5-5 five, five banding? Yeah. I, I, golly, I... I bought a booster of Unlimited sometime last year for, I don't know how much it was, for, for, for the going rate. And in addition to getting eight basic lands in the pack, <laughs> the rare, but the island rare was, was, was Mishra's War Machine. Aww. And it's, it's funny, it's funny someone said pure lace because if I had gotten one of the laces as a rare, I just would have been like, oh damn. But when I saw that Mistress War Machine, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> to get up and slam the door. <laughs> it was the worst thing imaginable. It was I think, terrible. I think a disrupting scepter would also be pretty bad, because that thing's been printed like a billion times, and nobody plays it. Well, at least it's a half-decent card. Slam a door, why don't you, Mike? <laughs> oh, you should have said a that. A film of Chadzook. What is it, a ring of Jandor? Uh... <laughs> How about if I get something that's not uh, valuable? I'm going to track down Evan Irwin and get him to sign it because I don't really want Evan Irwin's signature. But that means somebody will take the scrappy card because Evan Irwin signed it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're really bad. Hey, it's a jump. I will will send that to AJ if I get a jump. I'm calling that right now. I'm going to open an alpha jump, and that's going to be a gift to AJ. AJ is famous for jumping a hulking goblin in a multiplayer game. Like, more than once. This was not something he did once that we laughed about. 
This is something he did all the time. Yeah. Back when he was just getting started and still played with several terrible cards. That was that was a truly astonishing moment. That's like horrible. attack with the Hulking Goblin. Oh, are you gonna jump it? Yep. Oh come on <laughs> The sad part is is I don't know if he took anyone out of the game with the jump. <laughs> I, I wanna say he killed me with it in one t- one game. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> it was like you know, as sad as that card is, I still lost to it. Somehow Dirk has managed to survive the shame. <laughs> I pulled myself out of a rock after that somehow. I think the the quickest win I've ever gotten with a horrible card is it was it was turn one flying men, which is the one one flyer for one blue for Marina. So it was turn one flying men, turn two unstable mutation, unstable mutation swing. That's an awesome combo. That is. <laughs> It is, but the guy was just like, ah, I got nothing. I quit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, unstable mutation, get there. That's awful. Somebody's going to hell for that. <laughs> yeah, actually, when they reprinted Flying Men and Unstable Mutation and Sonic Blast and uh, uh, the Time, time Shift Machine and Time Spiral, yeah. I was like, are they trying to bring back Mono Blue Aggro? Oh, God. Because that's when... As Mike has complained about many times, that's when they just got done telling us how the color pie was this, and they're going to mm-hmm. keep it this way, and then they go and print mono blue aggro. And I'm like, really? Yeah, the time shifter sheet really rubbed me the wrong way after they had gone through all that stuff about reorganizing the color pie and doing things right. But it never became a deck, which actually kind of made me sad. <laughs> well, you know, there is a modern... I hate mo- your 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 flying men unstable mutation deck would be modern legal, Chewie. <laughs> Let me get on that. I mean, I might have to review the uh, the banned list of modern just to make sure that unstable mutation's not on there. Uh it's it's pretty <laughs> OP. It's, it's pretty OP. Might be there. Might be there. So since we never talked about the intro packs, we should probably do that too while we're sitting here screwing around. Yeah, I think the only thing we said was that the, there. The, fa- the special cards are the same as the pre-release promos again. Yeah, which is true. They are again. So, let's see. The Orzov has the Treasury Thrill, which you can get at the pre-release, you know. And the other rare is the High Priest of Penance, the guy who says he's a 1-1 for a black and a white. When he's dealt damage, you may destroy target non-land permanent. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yes, I like that guy, but that's the other rare. Other than that, the deck seems seems okay. It's got plenty of extort guys and plenty of cheap spells to cast with the extort guys. Yeah. And it's got a uh, JMD tome, so you know that's funny. <laughs> really? That's oh. not funny. That's it's pretty funny. <laughs> that's not funny. Uh, anything about that? Anybody? No. Nope. Nope. It does have Guardian Lions, and they are a 1-6 for 5 with Vigilance, which means they're pretty kitties. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Demir Dementia has the Consuming Aberration, of course. And the other rare is... Whispering Madness. Whispering Madness. What is that? That's the Windfall with Cypher. <clears throat> That's not fair at all. <laughs> How is that fair? That's the beautiful part. It isn't. <laughs> oh, well, that makes sense then. <clears throat> but this has plenty of dudes and spells. and I honestly have nothing to say about this. And Mill, 
And it's got to rise from the grave so you can snatch away something big if you're probably not going to win by milling. Which you're probably not. Let's not lie. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What do you guys think of Shadow Slice? That's the sorcery with Cypher for four and a black target opponent loses three life. Mm-hmm. Then it has Cypher. Uh, if if I could have... I got two of them in my in my gruel pack stuff, and I if I had gotten any decent mana fixing, I would have tried to play one or both. Really? Yeah, hmm. but I didn't get any mana fixing. I gotta I gotta think if you have a high probability of getting in there a second time, then I mean like the the, the first time is meh. I mean it's yeah. it's not gonna unless you're saving it for some sort of weird finisher. But yeah. if you could if you could cast it. Cypher on a guy and then swing to get another six in on a turn. That's that's worth the yeah. Lava X plus one is is worth it. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, Bump in the Night gets played a little bit in various decks. Well, I think that's because it costs one black. Yeah, it costs one to give three, but then it costs what six to get the other three. Is that right? Five? Yeah. Twelve? It doesn't matter. It's more than two. <laughs> I doubt it's flashed back very often though. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I just happened to see Shadow Slice. I was like, I wonder. This might be bad. This might be awesome. I don't know. It's situationally awesome. There you go. Which and means crappy most nor- of the time. And normally just kind of meh. <laughs> he is a master of uh, debating. So, the Gruul deck, Gruul Goliaths, has a dumb name. It has a Rubble Hulk. Rubble, Rubble, Rubble. And it's got... Nope, that's not it. The Gruel Rage Beast again. Yay, Fight Beast. I love this guy. He's so cool. <laughs> yeah, the only disadvantage is that you don't have a choice about whether or not the creature fights. Yeah, yeah. which is why I like it in my uh, in my beast deck, because I just make beasts that are there to get killed, you know, whatever. Well, well, Mike, you do know what the eighth rule of Fight Club is, right? Um, if tonight is your first night at Fight Club, you fight. Oh, right? Yeah, you have to fight. Yeah, so this uh, Gruel Rage Beast really should just be the eighth rule of Fight Club. So it's Tyler. So Gruel is Tyler Durden. Whoa. Huh. But anyway, yeah. So this is full of uh, dudes and full of dudes with Blood Rush. So it's full of combat tricks, and it's got some. Does it have any actual combat tricks? I guess it's got Pit Fight, and, <laughs> and it's got Pit Fight. <laughs> Huh. Ta-da. All their other combat tricks are Blood Rush, so okay, moving on. What kind of geyser can maybe be one? Not really. It's not really a, Yeah, shut up, Mike. Uh, yeah, and and Ground Assault is, is a combat trick so long as you play it during your main phase. <laughs> you ever hate Brian? I'm pretty sure I hate him. Oh, I um, actually lost a game Saturday because I misread Ground Assault. Thought it was an instant. Whoops. Well, yep. There are a lot of things this card doesn't say. <laughs> so Ground Assault is the one for a red and a green. Uh, it deals damage to target creature equal to the number of lands you control. That's definitely, for that cheap, that's, that's definitely a sorcery. Yeah, I should have used some common sense. Oh, bad at this game. It's all right. It's all right. It's a, what is it? It's a pre-release, man. Everybody's misreading cards at a pre-release. That's That's part of the fun of it. <laughs> This was a launch party, actually, so everyone had had a week to let it all sink in. So yeah, I feel, still. I did feel yeah, a little fine. Bad. I was trying to let you have it, have it, have some <laughs> dignity, and you just shot yourself in the foot. Yeah, that's what Mike does, though. 
he has uh, truthful Tourette's, as uh, oh, what's the guy's name put it? Frank Caliendo, yeah. Anyway, he was talking about how uh, the second uh, President Bush could never get away with some of the crap that Bill Clinton did because he has truthful Tourette's. You know, <laughs> what was the guy's name? Uh, the the prosecutor, Star? Ken Star. Yeah. yeah, Ken Star would ask him some sort of question, and Bush would go, "Now, what did they tell me to say right here?" <laughs> Whoops, I cannot believe I said that. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So the Boros deck has the Foundry Champion, which is awesome, and the Firemane Avenger, the uh, light, the Lightning Helix Angel, who I assume is awesome. It is. Four, four mana for a 3-3 three, three flyer is pretty, pretty, good. pretty good. And then if you swing Z's with, uh, with two more dudes, uh, you get a free Helix. Yeah. It seems good. I got one in the draft. Nice. And, and the one game I won against uh, Jared in our round, I won with her help. I attacked with her and got the battalion and activated um, Viscopa Guild Mage to make him lose life when I gained life. So he ended up taking a six. I don't believe healing. you actually won a game. I think you just sat there and stared dreamily into his eyes the whole time. And then, <laughs> and then you know. Mark that down as a win. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you don't gotta tell everything you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love you guys. Ah, screw you guys. Okay, moving on. Uh, the Simic deck has the, uh, what's her name? Fathom Mage. Yeah. Fathom. Fathom Mage. An unexpected result. I'll say it's a spell. Yeah, unexpected results is really cool. I wanna get one of these just to do something stupid with once and go, ha ha ha, I didn't take it out of the deck. <laughs> I, I'm actually not very impressed with it because it's a lot of the stuff that evolves. There's like one of the stuff that evolves. Like the deck would be a lot better if there was more stuff. Yeah, there's like one Cloudfin Raptor. What the crap is that? I know. It's like the, that's sort of the backbone of what this deck could be. Mm-hmm. You really want yeah, you really want one in your opening crib because like on turn eight you draw a Cloudfin Raptor. You. <laughs> Just like, why? Well, well, the thing is, you could play the, and let's say you had the optimal hand, you had to play another Cloudfin Raptor, and all of a sudden you drop, where is it, a Kraken Hatchling? And it's like, oh, yeah, now the deck actually starts rolling. Like, yeah, this would be an intro pack and everything, but, eh. What you're saying is they could have There's so much more potential. They could have at least tried. Yeah. I mean, it's a common. There aren't even any three of us in this deck. Oh, right. there are, there I'm, trying, I'm trying to look at like, is there anything? If you draw a Cloudfin Raptor on, in one of the late turns, is there anything you can do with it? <laughs> yeah, you can uh, play a Shamble Shark next turn, and now it's a one-two fly. Well, no, I mean, well, you could also do that, and I mean, yay! I cast Tower Defense on it, and it can block really good. <laughs> See, um. You could activate Zamet Guild Mage, and it enters as a 1-2. Oh, oh, I got it. And you take the counter off and draw a card. <laughs> you can do, you can, you can cast Tender Vines, and then it won't deal any damage. Oh, wait, uh. Yeah, this, this one, I mean, it's, the, the pieces are, some pieces are there for this to, to be a good deck. <laughs> it's, it's the bare bone. There's no muscle, or very little muscle to this deck. 
I don't know. Maybe all the pieces work together, and there's some sort of like bigger than the bigger than the the sum of its parts thing going on. But <laughs> that reminds me that so with my last class of the day, somehow on the very first day, the the kid I don't know if there's a rapper whose name is Illuminati, or have I missed something in that? Or like so he wants you to believe. Well, yeah, but so they're talking like they were talking in reference to, I guess, a rapper or a something in terms of the Illuminati. And I was like, you know what that is, right? And they're like, no, no, no. And so I was like, well, it doesn't exist. And I would tap my nose and they couldn't figure out what I was doing. I had to explain it to them what I was doing. I was like, it doesn't exist. Tap, tap, tap. And now that is the running joke of the class is that, no, they don't exist. Tap, tap, tap. Oh, my nose. And so th- th- whenever I do that, the kids are like, oh, oh, oh yeah, okay. Well, yeah. So I have taught them probably something very bad. <laughs> like not destructive bad, just, you know, disruptively like, oh, let's see if we could run with this thought bad. Mm. So I have to give you an up- update on that later. <laughs> Did I ever, okay, I got to veer off topic again. Did I ever tell the baby on the meat hook Twitch story? On the Baby internet. on the meat hook Twitch story? <laughs> okay, okay. So, in, it was, let's see, 10th or 11th grade? I can't remember which English class this was. We had the daily vocabulary word, you know? Mm-hmm. And we had to write a sentence involving the, uh, the daily vocabulary word. And somewhere, a couple of us had heard the sentence, The baby on the meat hook twitched. And we found it hilariously funny because it's so gruesome that it's hilarious, you know, because we were we were immature, horrible people, much like I am now, except now I'm old and immature, horrible person. But uh, every day, mine and like Lomax's and like one or two other people's uh, sentence with the vocabulary word would involve the baby on the meat hook twitched in some way. And uh, and we would use the word correctly which pissed her off even more. <laughs> and it, like, it's, okay, who wants to read their sentence? And, of course, my hand would shoot up, and she'd go, okay, and I would read mine, and, uh, and then a buddy of mine would read his, and uh, she'd be like, all right, enough of that. Who's that? And anyway, we would go on to actual not maybe on the meat hook twitch sentences. But one day, people kept raising their hand to read their sentence, and it kept being a baby on the meat hook twitch <laughs> And finally she goes, all right, Enough of that. We're not having any more of this. And she goes, Kristen. And Kristen was this nice, quiet, sweet and innocent little girl who was there. Uh, and she was, she was always very quiet and very sweet. You know, she was harmless. And hers was a baby on the beach. <laughs> wow. And like, cause she and I would always, she was one of my, my lunch crew. You know, we would always eat lunch and hang out and, and I would try real hard to corrupt her. And apparently I succeed <laughs> at least a little bit. <laughs> And and the 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 teacher Miss what was her name Miss Watford her eye would twitch like her eye just sat there and she looked around at us and she's like if I hear another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's become some of my favorite one of my favorite uh, tormenting a teacher stories ever and it it's even better because it's true and it happened to me. <laughs> Sorry, so that was me spreading disruptive. Unhelpful things like tapping on the nose and Illuminati and killing people. I mean, what? Babies on meat hooks. <laughs> Putting babies on spikes. 
<laughs> oh, that's Eddie Izzard. Never mind, that's something else. So, <laughs> hi guys. <laughs> hey. Uh, we should probably pause for a minute, shouldn't we? Try yeah. to collect ourselves and figure out what's going on. Yes, and baby off the meat hook. Yeah, get to- <laughs> What this episode's gonna be titled now? You know, I've been wondering know. that this whole time. Uh, I need some well, before we go. One more thing: uh, your roommate Scott posted something on Facebook, and I died laughing. And I showed Chelsea, and she died laughing. And it's a picture of Richard the Third, hide and seek world record holder, from 1485 <laughs> to 2013. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna have to. And with that thought, I'm gonna have to look that up. <clears throat> so, let's see what goes with all of this. I know. I think I've used this before, but I'm gonna use it again. Let's play Psychosocial Baby. Okay. The uh, the credit that I have is by Tiny Lights Below, one word, but it's a mashup of Slipknot's Psychosocial and Justin Bieber's Baby, and oh. it is brilliant. It is brilliant. It is easily one of my favorite songs that I have on my iPod, like, ever. So, yeah, let's listen to that, and we'll be right back without the switching babies on meat hooks. Hopefully. It is, but then as soon as you start recording, I'm going to be a little more serious about the stuff and not make fun of players as much. But why not? Well, players are there to be made fun of. Of no. jerks. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> oh, yes. Let's just disqualify Mike now, just to be safe. <laughs> so, well, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell this, uh, uh, I guess maybe I'll tell the story we, uh, on the air, but... We well, started. Well, well, no, I'm just gonna get. Maybe, maybe you're gonna be like, "Hey, this sucks." We've actually started playing a state. No, no, let's go. So we can make funny on there. Oh, okay. But what else? What else are we gonna do? I don't know. Okay, so should we just wing it? Because it's it seems yeah, we're having a lot of fun winging it as it is. Yeah, let's go ahead. Okay. Ramble well, cast. Ramble cast. Well, I've actually been recording for a few minutes now, so go ahead. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> All right, so we've actually started in Florida, the the judge community, uh, we started playing uh, TAG, uh, a <laughs> statewide version of TAG. So uh, I saw on Facebook, someone linked an article about these guys that in college or whatever, or high school, they, they were playing TAG, and then when they graduated, like, one guy was stuck being it, and, like, he couldn't shake the stigma, so they actually started playing TAG again. Now, they've all moved to, like, different corners of the, the, the country, but every February... Um, it becomes like game on month where they will actually like the guy, whoever's it will actually fly from like New York to LA and like stalk one of the guys in their, in their play group and then like jump out of his trunk or something like that, tag him. And then now he's in it. <laughs> That's brilliant. And I was like, I was like, this is a great idea. Hey guys, want to play? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, here's rules. We can't do this at events because 
we can't have judges running away from other judges at events. They're <laughs> <laughs> scared enough of judges. Right. Fools adding to it. <laughs> right. No, you know, basically, and basically I made up these whole rules that included things like, you know, you know, let's try and keep this civil. We're all adult. You know, let's play tag like adults, please. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, obviously it's like, who's going to start? Oh, okay. Brian, Brian's going to be a fine. So, this other judge, who's about an hour away, last last week, I actually found out that he was going to be at a bowling alley. So I drove an hour to the bowling alley, and I just kind of sit there uh, and, like, hide behind one of the arcade machines by the bar. And, like, I'm watching him, and, like, the bartender's coming up. And he, he's, you know, slightly offended. He's like, so, what are you doing? And I'm just like, shh, I'm watching him. And he's like, I don't understand. <laughs> It's not important. It's not important. And then when they ordered food, I was like, I'll take that food to them. And he was like, uh, okay. And so. He's breaking so many laws, probably. Well, <laughs> the guy, the guy's wife, um, uh, kind of knew she was the one that fed me the information as to as where he, where he was going to be. So I get the food and I'm going to take it to him. So he's, he's out there and he's on the lane. When I'm coming up to him and I've got his fries and what I'm going to plan on doing is like tap him on the shoulder and be like, your fries. Oh, by the way, bonk, tag, drop the food and then leave. So as, I, as I'm walking up behind him, okay, he's on the lane. I'm just kind of like heading up behind him. And then suddenly they start going like, Brian, Brian, you can't bring the food into the lane. I'm like, oh, crap. So I then immediately like duck and turn and like scurry under it, you know, <laughs> behind a thing. The guy who's bowling like turns around and he's like, "What?" and like turns around. I'm gone, still holding the, still holding the food. So then, you know, when he turns back around, I immediately like drop the food up. I run right behind him and he's like, "Got the ball." He's getting ready to swing back and I'm like, "Tap tap tap." And he's like, "What?" Tag. And then I run off and he's just like, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> response yeah and then and then of course he bowls and he misses and then it's like well obviously i'm i'm distraught because i just got tagged i'm <laughs> brian's fault i'm now not gonna win this game and this so, wasn't league play was it because if so uh, you you have majorly party fouled it might have been league play which made it funnier in my mind oh <laughs> uh, so you know how mike hates the word dirtle yes dirtle. i hate the word troll Huh. And what bothers It's because people. It's, be, it's use because it Jack uses it wrong. <laughs> well, it, it, well, mainly Jack, yeah, but lots of people use it wrong, and also, um, and that's what popped into my head. Like Brian is such a troll. Damn it! Like that. Is it, that thought popped into my head, and that made me sad. <laughs> Let's play tag like adults. <clears throat> I mean, I do. I just like can't tag somebody when they're in their judge shirt. You know, you can't tag. See, you can't tag a store employee when he's you know working the counter at a store. When he's on his smoke break though outside, that's fair game. So long as you don't block the entrance way, you know, just because uh, you know we judgy types, we like our rules. Well, I don't have any good games for that, but unfortunately. It worries me when I type BRBWTF into the chat and get up and walk away, and I come back and I hear dead silence. <laughs> I didn't notice until you just came back right now. Oh, okay. So I heard this loud blam blam, and I was like, what in the hell was that? And I had to mute and jump up and make sure Scott wasn't dead. 
but it was not Scott. It was it was the, apparently the bull moose that live upstairs. The blam blam. It was it was loud. But uh, Are they did. I hope so. <laughs> but anyway, that's and then I picked my. I was like, oh, it's just them upstairs. Oh, okay, I don't care. And I put my headset back on and I heard nothing. And I'm like, uh, huh. So hi guys. Hey. Hi, hi. buddy. <laughs> hey buddy. So now what? How you doing? How you doing? I don't. You know, I still don't have that GP Charleston stuff up yet. It is such a pain. So it took me, I'm gonna say about three hours probably uh-huh. of working real hard. Or re- not hard, but real steady. <laughs> working three hours of working steady to get everything put together properly on the uh, the last episode, the pre-release episode that we just did. Uh-huh. And now I'm concerned because I had way more audio files from Charleston. <laughs> well, it's been so long now that, in all honesty, it's probably never going to get up. Oh no, I'm putting it up before are you? before the GP in Charlotte because that would just be way too much. All right, we'll see. Good luck. Yeah, I don't think you can do it. Thanks for all the help, you jackasses. I'm, uh, I'm using reverse psychology, Mike. I don't think you're able to do it. <laughs> I don't really. Think there's, there's no way you can get that done. No way in hell. I don't think that's. Is that reverse psychology? I thought that was more of just issuing a challenge. Very well, I accept your challenge. Well, then, it, then it works. I mean, that's the whole point of reverse psychology. <laughs> It's even better when you don't when I tell you it's reverse psychology and you don't even realize it. Wouldn't it be like inverse psychology? Anyway. <laughs> Hi guys. Hey. <laughs> I'll just use sincerity. I don't think you're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cold. <laughs> but sincere. But sincere. Uh, so <laughs> that was <clears throat> now my feelings are hurt. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute you guys talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Man. I've been watching a lot of American Dad. That seems bad. Yes. Well, not so much watching it as having it play in the background while I post the gozillion shows to MTG Cast. I'm no, pretty no. sure we're up to a gozillion at this point. A gozillion? It's, it's ridiculous, dude. Every time I'm like one posting session away from getting caught up, I get enough shows submitted that it's gonna take me like three more. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all ever figure out what was wrong to make um, the front page of MTG Cast look broke? Uh, well, if you look again, you'll see that all of the images are actually gone now. Huh. The last thing I heard about it was Chris Otwell replying to a tweet that's like, nope, looks good to me. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you, I seriously doubt that. You might want to check that again. And I heard no response of any sort. So I don't know. Somebody took the images down. So now it's just a list again, which actually doesn't look bad. <laughs> You know, I'm just saying. But it's not very good either. It's just this long list of things. And I don't know who's screwing with it or what's going on. It sort of renders the whole featured image thing pointless, but whatever. That's not my job. I just put shows up. Everything else is somebody else's job. So I have I have a random question. Okay, what's a random question? Okay, and this this well it's actually a random question that I just made up. Even um, better. For Dirk. Uh oh. Uh oh. Dirk? Out of the gate crash cards, what green card are you most excited to play with? Mm. Uh, I have to go look it up. 
Uno momento, poor Uno momento. <laughs> I am so excited. It's right there on the tip of my tongue. Hold on while no, I... No, I have to go look him up. <laughs> I'm He's not even lying, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, as, as Hot Girl at Work would say, hold please. <clears throat> Stand by. Somebody queue up some time-wasting music. You can't do the time-wasting music. You're the one looking stuff up. I know. He can multitask. He can he can doot and look up at the same time. Oh, yeah. I just kind of figured that he would actually have this ready because it's the most excited as opposed to, like, I can see Dirk going, OMG, a crocodile frog. Oh, no, awesome. Not the crocodile. The one that I, that when I got and I actually played with it, it was one of the most amazing cards was Ooze Flux. Ooze Flux, which one? That's the enchantment that you, yeah. for one and a green, you remove plus one, plus one counters, and you make an ooze counter. And then it triggers the evolve thing again. And so it puts them right back on. Oh, Let me read it out. <laughs> Please. Okay. For three and a green, it's, an, it's a rare enchantment. For one, green, one and a green, remove one or more plus one, plus one counters from among creatures you control. Put an XX green ooze count and creature token onto the battlefield where X is the number of plus one plus one counters removed this way. This is what I did to one of the guys. I had three uh, evolved creatures out, each with a plus one plus one counter, and then I triggered this. I put a three three ooze, which put an evolved counter back on all the creatures, and then I did it like like in one round. I did it like three times, and when it came back to my turn again, I put out four of them that time. <laughs> And eventually it came around to my turn again. I was just like, and I swing with seven three threes. And the guy just went, eh, I lose. Because that's what you do when you get swung at with seven three threes. Lose it or lose it. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, like, it's, it that only funny. Works, yeah, it, it works more with the, the evolve mechanic, but it is one that's, I was I was going back through and I was trying to see if I can find some of my old graft cards, and I was trying to remember how graft works. And most things that have graft aren't they like zero zeros with the plus one plus ones on them, right? Yeah, they <clears throat> all of them are. And so the the whole moving counters, it, it I hate to say it, but sort of graft is the backwards version of this whole process. But like the whole being able to move counters is awesome. But the thing is, is that unless you've got some way of recurring the creatures back into play or something of that sort, graft is kind of dumb in relation to this. But if you could, <laughs> oh my gosh, graft would be awesome. Now you team it up with doubling season and it gets even crazier. Broken. I do have the giant aberrant, um, Adabitch. And that's, when I dropped that, oh my gosh, the, the person who I played against when he saw that I dropped, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna lose." <clears throat> Didn't you get two Sylvan Primordials? I did. I I opened one in the, at a pre-release, and then I I won two packs at Hypermind, and the one one of the packs I opened had another one in it. So I technically came out of the first pre-release with two Sylvan Primordials. Seems good. I only played one. Yeah, the one at Lucky's, I I didn't get anything worth. Like I got. Stuff, but it was all out of color. So, like, I I still played Simic, and I splashed some of the hybrid red stuff. But I mean, it it was all out of color, and none of the green stuff and blue stuff I had was 
like it was decent, but not winnable. Like, all the way to the end, winnable. <clears throat> so I was sort of disappointed. The stuff I had at Hypermind, and that just seems to be the recurring theme, is that Hypermind, either like I just get better cards there or whatever at the pre-release, and I actually end up with decks that are actually kind of fun to play. Which is not allowed. Ah, uh, well. Judge! What? <laughs> oh, man, so at the... uh that you saying judge right there with Perlman here, uh, clues. So, okay. At the judge dinner that I went to for a GP Charleston, you know, clues sent me a text and I don't remember what the text was, but I responded with judge with an exclamation point. And he goes, you should probably go ahead and yell that while you're sitting in this room full of off duty judges and see what happens. <laughs> and I thought about it real, real hard. And I looked up at him, and he winked at me. And I tried real, real hard to to not do it, and I, I finally succeeded. But Brian, what do you think would have happened if you'd yelled "judge" in a in a in a room full of off-duty judges? Like, it, yeah, I mean, we were all sitting there in the little barbecue joint. Um, it depends. Uh, probably uh, a whole bunch of judges would have gotten up and run over to your table. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that because we've done that before. There was um at a at a, a GP Atlanta from like two years ago. We were in uh, a hotel lobby. There was about thirty of us. We were eating pizza after the Sunday event, and over on the other side of the lobby, uh, some players thought it would be funny. They were playing a game of Ascension, and I guess they got into a discussion. And one of them just raised their hand and called Judge. And we all just, there's the moment of, we all just looked at each other, all 30 of us, and we just had this moment of, we're all going over there to answer that call. And we just all got up, took our pizza <laughs> over with us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we all circled around them and leaned in, and what seems to be the problem? <laughs> so, but you'll, you'll definitely, they will definitely all turn and look for who called, and they will, some of them will probably get up and come over to find out what you need. I mean, the reason, the main reason that I didn't was because I didn't want to, you know, be wearing food. I knew I wouldn't be no. here because they definitely wouldn't do that. Because the ones that knew me there are the kind of people that would throw a beer at me. I'd throw food at me, you know. I'm just saying. You, well, Clues wouldn't have because he was in on it. But I mentioned it to Jack, and Jack was like, I don't, I don't think you should do it. <laughs> I was like, come on, you wuss. He's like, I don't, I don't think so. It happens. Damn. People think they're funny. It's Clues' idea. <laughs> I'm just a follower and a poor one because I didn't actually do it. Exactly. Now I'm sad again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad follower. I realized this at work a couple days ago when the boss told me to do something that was absolutely stupid and I nodded at him and then turned around and went to do something else. Well, that's just normal. I was... <laughs> Uh, and he later he was like, "Hey, I thought I asked you to do this." So I was like, yeah, "You did." He was, "Why did you do it?" I was like, "Cause it was dumb." And he just kind of looked at me. I was like, "Sorry." He's like, "Sorry, you didn't do it." I was like, "No, sorry, it's dumb." <laughs> we have a new manager, and he hasn't quite figured out how to take me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, so I tried to explain to him. I'm like, "Look, at my left. Oh, can you guys still hear me, guys? Guys?" Oh, okay. You cut out. Hello. Yeah, I was wondering okay, that too. Oh, but you can hear me now. Yes. Yes. What in the like, hell? He hasn't quite figured out how to take me yet, cause yeah. then he f- must have found you and killed you. Like I don't understand my com- like I just heard my computer 
like the, the, the desktop over here, not where the speakers are, go beep. <laughs> and that's you not a case beep. Yeah. That's pretty bad. I don't know what that's all about, but now I'm scared. Technology, what is that all about? Anyway, so I was going to go off on some other tangent that was actually not a tangent. Oh, we've had comments about our, uh, our last episode. And I wanted to, I wanted to touch on a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. <laughs> oh yeah, one of them actually has nothing to do with the last episode, but Choo Choo Jelly asked us, why does 80 people attending result in a seven round tournament? The TO for my local pre-release caps pre-releases at six rounds, even when we are with a hundred players. And being at work, I couldn't answer that, but being at work, Mike could. And not to get Mike to read his again, but there's, it seems like there's two ways to do pre-releases. And back me up here if I'm right there, uh, Prillman. And if I'm wrong, just say I'm right and shut up. Uh, but you can either do the full normal tournament where, you know, your, your prize payout is based on standings, or you can do the kind of pre-release where your prize payout is based on, uh, your record. win-loss record, right? Right. I mean, those are the two common ways. You can okay. probably do it a few other ways. No problem. But those are the two that you hear about. Yes. Okay. You have prizes based on who the TO likes the most. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that violates some rules. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, you know, the, the, normally when you do Swiss, it's set up in such a way that after the number, uh, after the number of Swiss rounds, there is one person who is undefeated. Okay, so that's why you have to play, you know, a lot, and it goes up, it goes up, uh, uh fairly quickly, you know. You get like, uh, 33 players and you're playing, uh, six rounds. Yep. Yeah. So that answer, that's why. That's why that. But I'm guessing the rest of the stuff was in emails and forums, because that's, I don't see anything else in the comments. Do, do, do. Yeah. Apparently the, the background talk was a nice ambiance. Which is nice. Did somebody just say something in the chat, or was that one of mine finally going through? Because it no, just I think that's one of yours because it says guys. That would be yours. Because well, it just <clears> went, <throat> like somebody said something, and I looked, and the last thing there was mine. I was like, okay, my computer hates me. <laughs> but anyway, Jars was kind of sad that the dorks were leaving the venue one by one, but that's what happens at pre-releases. Nobody uh, really will... Very rarely does anyone stay after they scrub out. Like, right? Yeah. Even yeah. you, Mike. Of course, you don't usually scrub out. <laughs> uh, they don't get no love. Yeah. Not very often anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, um, I might drop and still hang around a little bit. But yeah, the last time I'd, I played through an entire event when I wasn't doing very well was back when I didn't have my own car to drive and I just kept playing until Dad came by again to check on me. I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the only other times that I've had to do that involved a car. You know, like we all rode together, and I scrubbed out. I'm going to keep playing because I can't leave. <sighs> Which is probably why whenever any of us go to something like this, we all drive separately. <laughs> nobody wants to be trapped at Lucky's. That's awful. Yeah, I think that's what ha- what really happens last go around because I know there was a question around of, hey, do we want a carpool or anything like that? And pretty much the consensus was no. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Magnor Creole on our forums said that uh, 
he enjoyed this experiment quite a bit, but it felt like it was lacking something, but he wasn't sure what. He said, next time you do this, uh, record a 30-minute mini-shot later in the week where you all get the chance to voice your thoughts together like normal. Sort of like a post-game show, but thanks to the miracle of recording, you don't have to record it exactly post-game. And I was thinking that's what we were trying to do with the bit we recorded out in the parking lot, but it was still just the two of us doing it. That, and we were tired and ready to go and kind of hallucinating. <laughs> I'm almost certain I saw a spark trooper run across the parking lot, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> What'd he say? <laughs> he said, because that's what Sparkshooper <laughs> say. Ball lightning helix. I like that. Perlman named it that in my mind. I'm sure he didn't come up with it originally. Cause no, I did not come up with it, because that's clever, and I don't do clever. Yeah, you do snarky. I do snarky. <laughs> and a little bit condescending, too. A little well, snarky, a little condescending. Yeah, that's part of your charm, though. It is my condescending charm. If I was to have, a, if I was to make a magic card, it would be called condescending <laughs> charm, and it would be blue, black, white. <laughs> condescending charm targeting targeting myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have to discard two cards and destroy an enchantment. Yeah. What? Yeah. Choose, choose one. Well, which one do you think I'm going to choose? <laughs> Man. So it would be like choose one and you'd have one option and then comma the other two didn't matter. Yeah, I'll choose these other two options if I was lame. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I love Prilliman. Choose one, draw three cards. Unless you're some kind of idiot. In which case you can destroy Tiger Enchantment. Or <laughs> Lose through life for being an idiot. <laughs> Man. Now, Bill had a follow-up here. He goes, so what you guys are saying is dorks drive to Charlotte. But the problem is, I don't... Are any of us going separately or going together? Like, we haven't discussed the, the driving to Charlotte options. I don't know. I, I, know, I know Brian was going to go separately because... Um, he's not. He's only going to do Saturday. Because he wasn't going to be there on Friday. Oh, he's yeah. only doing Saturday. Well, I mean, unless he day twos, then he'll figure something out. But the plan is to come down Saturday and then leave. Yeah, yeah. Brian wasn't going to go um, up there on Friday like you and me and Bill. And I thought we were all planning on staying the full weekend. No, I'm pretty sure Brian was just going to make a day out of it. Well, yeah, I know. I mean, you and me and Bill were all. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't know when Bill was wanting to go. I know I can't uh, take work, take off that day, but I might be able to sneak out early. Okay. I don't know about you, of course. Um, yeah, I could. I was planning on trying to take off that day. I need to look at the proposal schedule again. Okay. Well, I guess the listeners don't need to hear us talk about scheduling a ride. We just haven't done any of that yet, so. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not going, so. <clears throat> yeah, Dirk uh, hates us. Mm. And and any all the listeners who are going to be there. He, he doesn't like any of y'all. Dude, JT's going to be there. That's so cool. <laughs> Or, I'm sorry, Cyberpunk Otaku. Or, I forget his name on Twitter, but it's not that. <laughs> people, you people need to work on having a certain number of uh, personas and then stop. <laughs> got too many names. Who are you people? Oh my gosh. I'm going to call you Josh. I'd call him Bob. I'm sorry, I meant to say Bob. I don't know what I was thinking. 
I'm I'm very sorry. Oh, he's you nerd can pop. call me Tim. Tim, he's nerd pop one forty on Twitter. There we go. Been a while. So sorry, I keep getting sidetracked, which is what we're doing here. We're just screwing off until we get tired. So now I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> So tired. So tired. So go back and record a disclaimer that says, after the break, you can just fast forward to the end. <laughs> or just stop. Yeah. Listen to the music <laughs> and then give it up. Yeah. <laughs> go on with the rest of your day. There's, oh, there was something. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Email. The email. The email. What, what? The email. We haven't read email in a million years. Why start now? Well, there was some, yeah, well, if there's like a random question or something like that. Let's see. I know. Oh, are you looking for more comments? Yeah. I know. I don't. I don't know how many you've gotten because I don't remember seeing any in our email. Either people are just sending them to you, or like other times, there have been two comments in the forums and one comment on the website, and you're like, "Oh, we've gotten like a million feedback, and it's awesome." Yeah. We do that sometimes. <laughs> we have to make it sound like people care, because then people will care. Hell yeah, we finally got an email. Jesus. Then no one's going to want to email us. So like, we got no. all this feedback, then it sounds much better. You know, you could just make up listener email. Yeah, Steve from Ver- Vermont. Vermont. From Michigan. Kuala Lumpur. From Kuala Lumpur and Michigan at the same time. I don't know how he does that. I guess it's a <laughs> dual citizenship thing. Send us an email. Let us know how you're doing this. But he writes in to say, hi, guys. I love the show. Hey, thanks a lot, Steve from Kuala Lumpur in Michigan. We love you too. I didn't even know there was iTunes in Kuala Lim- Kuala Lemur, Michigan, furry <laughs> animal, Michigan. The upper and it just so happens there is a person from Lemur, <laughs> Korea, Lemur, Lemur, Peru. There we go. <laughs> oh he no, we've given away our says, secrets. He writes in and says. Boy, your podcast sure is popular. Is it possible for us to get it translated into Spanish for all the Spanish listeners who are wanting to listen so badly? Hey. Hey. <laughs> ¿Conoces a Miguel? Sí, somos buenos amigos. <laughs> Bienvenido a the Manipool. <laughs> ¿Dónde está el baño? <laughs> Gracias. Sí. Paco. Chimichanga, Tacosino, Churro, Es Blanco, Guadalupe, El Dorito, El Dorito. That's the that's the car with like the truck bed in the back, right? That's the one with the goat that attacks you if you run out of bags of Doritos. There you go. I was going to say, the car with the truck, the car truck, the crook, was uh, an El Camino. And I know that because my parents had one when I was a kid. Thank God. That up. (laughs) It was blue and not attractive. (laughs) You know, it's ugly when even in the 70s people thought it was ugly. The 80s. I'm not that old. Prilliman. Shut up. I wasn't born until 80. Oh. The end of 80. Oh. I do catch myself being old. Like, okay, I have a friend uh, in Canada, actually. She is 20. And she goes, do you like Volpe? <laughs> and I'm you like... no, she lives in Canada. Exactly. 
And I'm like, the hell? if you heard my phone buzz just a second ago, that was her. Sorry about that. I accidentally put it too close to the mic. I was like, what's a Volbeat? She goes, it's a band. I'm like, it is? Have you ever heard of such a thing? Apparently not. No. She's like, I forget you're old. I was like, shut up. And then I got in the car this morning. And the radio was on because my iPod hadn't been plugged in yet. And this song was playing. I'm like, oh, I like this song. And I glanced over at the little readout, you know, that gives you the title of the song and the band. And I was like, oh, these guys are Volbeat. I do like Volbeat. And she's like, you're old. Like, shut up. I don't think this girl exists. Uh, okay. No, look at us. Well, I'm thinking, you know. Nope. I don't think she really exists. It's like, uh, uh, Manti's girlfriend. Doesn't exist. Who? Oh, right, I'm talking about football, so... <laughs> like Jimmy John from Kuala Lumpur? Steve, yeah, Steve cool. from Kuala Lumpur in Michigan. God, have some respect for the imaginary dude. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, yo. <laughs> hey. So getting back to the email, uh, Tyler, uh, he he enjoyed the, the pre-release episode, and he especially liked hearing uh, the opponent's points of view. Which I did get a couple of my opponents to speak into the mic. One of them I caught completely off guard. He told me, it's the guy that opened the Gideon and the foil, or the foil Gideon and the Domri Raid, or the foil Domri Raid and the Gideon, or whatever in the same pack. And I was like, hold on, hold on. And I pulled the recorder out of my pocket, and I, hold on, wait, wait, wait. And I turn it on. And okay, hit record. Okay, say to me what you just said. He's like, what? And I had to stop and explain real quick. Oh, yeah, it's a podcast. And he's like, and he just looked at me like I was an idiot. I was like, trust me, I have lots of people that listen, and they'll want to hear this. He's like, okay. <laughs> but I, I apparently forgot to tell him about the podcast when while we were playing, because he had no idea what I was doing. I was like, sorry, sorry about that, yo. Anyway, I love sticking the random recorder in someone's face and being like, say words! And they're like, what? What is those? What is this? <laughs> Shut up, Derek. <laughs> you know what is those. Buddy. In the ranchero. <laughs> that was the other one, is a ranchero. El Camino and a ranchero. Yeah. Delicious. So, do you guys want to know what, <laughs> you guys want to know what I did um, 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 Monday night after recording that show that I do over there? Sure. I Ooh, can I guess? Can I guess? Yes. Can I guess? Yes. I don't want to because you want to keep the show PG-13. Oh, right, right. I did that too. Until <laughs> later. I, uh, I played some Fallout 3. Wow. Yeah. Cool. And I opened it, I loaded it up and I was in Mothership Zeta, which is one of the expansions. And so I finished it. And it's been so long that I had to pull up an FAQ to find out exactly what the hell I was doing. Like, there's a Fallout wiki out there. Let me go look that up. And it was like, here's what you've been doing. I'm like, right, right, okay. I don't remember at all. And I got, I started playing this game three years ago. I started in February of, uh, no, in, in, I started in December of 2010. No, January of 2010. There we go. That makes more sense. Is that right? Is that when that game came out? I don't know. It's old. It's <laughs> And I finally beat this uh, n- next-to-last uh, expansion in February of 2013. And Scott was like, well, better late than never. I was like, shut up. And now I have to go actually beat the game. 
Fallout 3 release date. Here we go. Uh, 2010. It came out in October of 2008. God almighty. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I got it. I got the Game of the Year edition. Yeah, it was at the end of the year. It was for Christmas, I think, in 09. And I started it up in January of 2010. <laughs> And then the last time I played was like a year and a half ago or something. <laughs> so it's been it's been retro craziness around here. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Mm-hmm. What you guys been up to? Um working. <laughs> <laughs> Making the money. Selling. <laughs> so do you do you guys just Dirk, what you been playing? Anything? Uh, well, I actually was, I've been playing Mass Effect 3, but I actually took a hiatus from it for a little while because, um, on Netflix, we, Chelsea's ordered the queue and everything in the way so she could watch her stuff, but then my stuff came up all of a sudden, which was, uh, the first season of, uh, Game of Thrones. And so I watched that. And then I got back into Mass Effect 3, and I've downloaded Leviathan and uh, Omega. And so missed a couple of achievements in Omega, but... <clears throat> but yeah, it's been fun going back through that. But yeah, that's all I've been doing. I actually looked up the massive, uh, the Fallout 3 thing, and that's the only game, one of the very few games I actually beat you in the terms of the achievements. Well, that's only because I'm not done yet, buddy. Well, bleh. Buddy. Well, it's the only one, I, it's one of the few I actually have everything unlocked. Oh, did you 100% that? Even the... That's, that's the only one I've, uh, the, other than the magic ones, I've 100%. Even the, the, the reach level whatever at both good and bad and neutral karma? Yeah. Well, the, the, the guide said, yeah, that one's easy. Just go, but, you know, you beat the game one time, then you go through and you do neutral the whole time. And then you save it right before you level. And then you level, you get unlocked that achievement, and then you go and you start sticking grenades in people's pockets and go and just kill random people, like gun the whole town down. And then when you level, you're obviously bad at that, that point. Negative karma, yeah. I think I did that with one of the levels you have to do that at, and then I was like, that's ah, way too much effort. I just want to see what's happening next. I still love the game, though. And it, see, it's taken me three years to get through this, and I'm not done yet. That's why I'm so afraid to start Skyrim. Oh, yeah. Well, I was I started Skyrim too, but yeah, I I something came up and I I got more interested in playing something else. Oh, it was like yeah, it was something else. I don't remember. The problem with all those games that Bethesda puts out is that they are so in depth that if you lose any interest in a while, then you really have no interest in going back and rejoining the game for a while. Really? Well, that's what happened to me with the no, mass okay. with the with these. I beat Fallout 3, and then I didn't come back to it until it's like, okay, I'm willing to dedicate significant chunks of time to play this game. Yeah, and I don't have significant chunks of time anymore, which makes me sad. Yeah, that's what happened to me, too. Wow. <clears throat> Dirk has 100% on Fallout 3. Look at you. Woo-hoo. I know you said it, but I didn't believe you. I know. Uh, though I will say that was rather funny going into one of the towns and... To get that 100% bad, bad karma, just go and pickpocket people, except you just drop mines in their pockets. And then they go, and then you run. <laughs> and then you hear, boom! And you're like, well, I'll go and pick up my stuff then. 
rob the, rob the house clean and because that drops your karma down too. And then go and pickpocket someone else and boom up oh, there we go I leveled. <laughs> Horrible person. So anyway, now we're sitting here talking about video games. I know. I'm sorry. If anyone wants to hear more talk about old video games, you should go listen to the Retro League at theretroleague.com. I love those guys. Would Fallout 3 be retro? No. <laughs> I <was about> say. <laughs> Not even slightly. I guess if you're really young, it might be. But if you're really young, then you're probably, no offense, be probably really dumb. And you honestly think that's retro, and it's not. But when it came out a significant percentage of your life ago, I can see why you might think it's retro. But it's not. If the game came out in 2008, then yeah. You know, if you're only 12, that's a long time ago, but it's still not retro. Sorry. Yeah. I get off my lawn. Quit skateboarding or outside or something. I don't know. <laughs> Brian, be mossy, quick. Uh, video games, uh, Contra, Konami Code, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. <laughs> so there was one thing that one of my friends, when I was, like, you know, in my young years, it was Mega Man 3. It was one of the Mega Man games that if you took the second controller mm. you had plugged in, and you held down, like, the down button, or the, the right button. I think it was right. And yeah. you held it down, and you jumped into a pit, and you died, but your character didn't die-die. You couldn't use your standard arm cannon after that, so you had to use your secondary, we- like the, the boss weapons. But you but you couldn't be killed, because you were dead. Yeah, it would make that that Mega Man dead sound, and but you could jump back out of the pit, because it gave you some sort of weirdo moon jump or something. Yeah. Yeah, I used to do that all the time. I think it was three. I used to hold it with my toe. <laughs> we stuck under a table. I tried that, but I was afraid really, that I would break really my sharp, pointy legs on it. Yeah, that's what we did. We just stuck under a table. I tried that, but I was afraid I'd break my controller. So it wasn't a table. It was a chair, <clears throat> still. <laughs> Man. Yeah, retro. And then I found $5. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Oh, man. You ready for the uh, the old, the other old school code that nobody remembers? I-D-D-Q-D. Uh, Anybody? Uh, yeah, that's uh, uh from Doom. That is... Is that the COD mode code? Or the yeah. No code? Nice. <laughs> but don't put it in when you're playing uh, Heretic. Doom 2. It's instant kill. Oh, yeah, kill. one of them. Instant kill. And what was the one uh, from Doom 2? It was like ID piss pot or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Did he say that? You just did, but I don't know. Hold on, I'm gonna look this up. There was, there was the God code, there was, or maybe it was the no clip code. I love the no clipping code. Doom codes. Here we go. Oh, there's a Doom wiki? Really? Was the, um, does the, I'm trying to remember if, 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 if the Narpus sword code for Metroid was something that people knew at the time or took a really long time to figure well, out. It took like 20 plus years to find out. Okay. Because I saw that, oh, it, the MAGFest I went to uh, with my favorite lesbians. I saw it on a t-shirt and I asked the dude, I'm like, and I recognized the Metroid password screen. I said, the hell is this? He's like, dude, you don't know about the Narpus sword? I'm like, obviously not. And it was a, uh, yeah, it was, it was a new code. 
I-D-S-P-I-S-P-O-P-D. I-D-S, so I-D's piss popped. Popped, yeah. Yes, no clipping. But I mean, Players there was... walk through walls. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I had ID clip, because I had the original Doom 2. But ID, ID piss popped his... Can walk through walls, monsters, obstacles, climb high ledges instantly, and pass through items. Wow. But only worked on the first Doom and the ultimate Doom. I had Doom 2 back in the day, so I had ID Clip. Yeah. Yeah. ID DQD and ID Behold were always the ones I used. ID There's some. Um... And something would give you stuff. Invulnerability, partial invisibility, a map, a visor, you know, stuff like that. There's a, there's a, a comic called Earthworld. Okay, E R F W R O D Earth World, where there's one scene, and it's it's like this weird like uh, miniatures game, only it's real life in this in this fantasy world, and they have a lot of in jokes that make reference to the real world, and there was this one one sorceress, she was casting all these you know buff spells and stuff like that, and all the chants that she had to do were just cheat codes from various video games. <laughs> you know, and then like she'd, you know, she'd like say the god, you know, the, the, the god mode cheat from Doom and like a lightning bolt would come down and strike the enemies and she'd send another code. And then she was like, meetspin.com and something bad happened to all the people. <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. All right, so should we call it then, gentlemen? Yeah. We have screwed around long. All right, you fooled around long enough, <clears throat> as Bill Cosby would say. So, uh, hey, B-Prill, you want to pimp anything or give any contact information or any of that good stuff? Uh, sure. You can. Uh, uh, I'm on another podcast, JudgeCast. Uh, you can find it on MTGCast or MTGJudgeCast.com. <laughs> Uh, I can be reached at bprill.mtg at gmail.com. Uh, I don't use the Twitter or anything like that, so yes. <laughs> there. So, no, never mind. I'll ask you that later. Uh. <laughs> All right. Off. Oh, that must mean it's a saucy question. Just a little bit. Yeah. So, any final thoughts, Mike? Um, no. Not really. <laughs> I've only been half paying attention for the last 20 minutes or so. I, <laughs> I, I, I actually am getting sick, and it's hard to concentrate, and I'm just not feeling well. Poor Mike. Don't die. If you're going to get sick, please get it over with before uh, Charlotte. God, I hope it doesn't last that long. Oh, yeah. I, I keep thinking that's like next week, because I actually only knew the date a few days ago when uh, somebody asked me, and I went... So uh, I I was away from the house, so I sent Bill a text. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey Bill, when is uh when's the GP? And Bill's like, oh, it's the twenty second, twenty third, and twenty fourth. I was like, excellent, thank you very much, sir. Because <laughs> I honest, I knew it was in February, and that's as far as I got. And I'm like, crap, it's February now. I don't know. <laughs> How about you, Dirk? What you got? Mike is Mike is dead to us. I mean, uh, dying slowly to us. <laughs> uh, I really don't have. Too much myself. Hang it, man. Just lots of school stuff coming up and all that good stuff. And the, the one thing that did come up that I really hope that the people at school got it 
figured out and everything was there's supposed to be a curriculum fair where people who are in middle school are going to come up and see what kind of classes are being offered. And it happens like Chelsea is going to be has a doctor's appointment that day, so she could be you know, she she doesn't know if she'll be able to pick up the baby. So I got to go pick up the baby and then hope that they somehow put together some sort of daycare thing at the school to watch kids of teachers who don't have any place to take their kids during this whole thing. So. Dang it, man. You need to find you like a local teenage girl that needs a little extra money. Well, uh, we're trying not to go through them because they're like burn them out because that's what's going to happen during the summer when I go to grad school. Oh, yeah, there's that. <clears throat> For some reason, when Chewie is saying it, that starts to sound really bad. I don't know <laughs> a little teenage girl, Dirk. So, needs yeah. Money. <laughs> Who needs oh, some wow. money? You guys are awful, dude. I didn't even... Now it sounds dirty. <laughs> I didn't think too much of it either, so that must mean something about Mike. (laughs) Yeah. I'm obviously here. Well, I mean, Hmm. I'm surprised that I didn't think that sounded creepy. (laughs) I'm just saying. It's just (laughs) my getting sick. That's all. It's what? It's just my fevered brain, that's all. Yeah, let's go with that, you pervert. That must also be the favorite. <coughs> Mike just broke me. So, hey, Brian, what you got? You got anything, final thought of any sort? He already did his final thoughts. <laughs> he, did, uh, he, he did contact I did a, I did a plug. Yeah. That's different. It's totally different. You know what old Jack Burton says at a time like this? Oh. I know any... Jack Burton! Me! Big what? Trouble in Little China quote. Big Trouble in Little China quote. Come on. Give it the program. I so thought that yeah, it was so Fraggle Rock reference. That, Dude, well, I haven't seen that movie in five years. <laughs> I watched it on Netflix while I was unemployed, so it's been uh, uh, just over a year since I saw it. it. You know, it did not hit me as a classic as hard as it did apparently everyone else in the world. I, I never really thought it was that great. Probably because you were unemployed and slightly depressed at the time. You weren't in a good, happy mood. Slightly my ass. <laughs> okay. Now I have a crappy job, and I'm still not slightly depressed. <laughs> uh. Wow, you're just a bucket of fun. I really am. Probably should end this, then, before we depress the listeners even further. Oh, yeah. Well, we've already given them life advice and babies what on makeups, so... Put us out of our misery. We'll be okay. That's what I'm so did suddenly, you... millions of voices cried out. <laughs> suddenly silence. Suddenly silence. <laughs> Dogs and cats loving each other in mass hysteria. It's living together, you pervert. <laughs> <laughs> He's going for the more... I don't know what kind of bestiality-themed uh, Ghostbusters episode. I guess. Goes to the Gozerian returns, and suddenly... <laughs> and and with everybody! And <laughs> Um, right. So speaking of being, uh, well, not depressed so much, but I had... Speaking of animal sex. Speaking of animal <laughs> sex. No, no, no. I, have you guys ever woken up in, like, a supremely bad mood and, and angry at just, well, my anger was specifically directed at work, but it, I didn't even have to get to work. I woke up, and I hated my job and everyone there. And it's one of those days where I was fully 
and completely capable of murdering every last one of them and not feeling a shred of remorse. That was that was Monday. Tuesday? Uh, Monday. Where do you live? I'm contacting the sheriff's department. It was no, no, I'm over it now. And then they oh. all survived by some freak accident. It was Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Yesterday. Okay. I'm better now though, but yesterday was bad. I had to try real, real hard not to kill everybody. And then today I woke up and I was fine. I don't understand. It was weird. And then I found five dollars. Huzzah! <laughs> I didn't really though. Now I'm depressed again. So I guess we'll just call that there. So you can join in all this random nonsense on our forums. Link is in the show notes, but it's cardshark.freeforums.org because we're sponsored by Cardshark. Hey. And uh yeah. Facebook, Twitter at the mana pool. Facebook is Facebook.com slash the mana pool. What else? Forums email, email dorks at the manapool.com or you can use the email form on the website. Although we haven't gotten one from there in a while, so I'm, I'm Anytime we don't get an email from the website for a while, I wonder if it works. Because sometimes it just doesn't work. I don't know. And then I go test it. I'm like, hey, did you guys get this email? And they're like, yeah. Like, huh. So I don't know. But anyway. So, yeah, we'll just call it there. So thank you, Brian, for, for joining us on absolutely no notice and not going to. Are you going to the gym now? Uh, No, it closes in two minutes. I'm sorry. It's all right. Oh, you're trying to get all... You know, in shape and and sexy, and it's not gonna happen. So just give it up. You already t- you told me I was sexy at, at Charleston. Well, I mean, you, you didn't like, mean it. No, no, no. I totally meant it. You're not getting any oh. sexier. Oh, okay, okay. Just wanted to be clear. My ego can't handle. You do look a little weird without the goatee, though. I'm just I know. I've okay. been told that. Okay. Like if I were to shave my goatee, you would not know who I was. Like it's that weird. I barely knew who you were when I did see you. Exactly. All you see is my little cartoon character that Jars drew for me forever ago. Yeah. Yeah, okay, we're done. So, this has been a rambling and stupid, but awesome, because we had Perlman, episode of the Manipool. Thank you all very much for listening, and uh, go play some magic.